0: happy friday and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast it's called thinking logically and my name is the podfather and i am joined by the QAnon shaman himself the <laughs> mega mega extremist as he's now being labeled by our government the good doctor joseph anthony corsi doctor happy friday how you doing I'm doing good, fellow extremists. How are you? We are. We are so extreme today. And this is the first time in my life that I can recall being labeled an extremist uh, by the federal government. So um, I'm going to wear this as a badge of honor. Uh, it was a late night uh, last night. Uh, I didn't get home till late from a football game. And um, so I did, you know, I, I had to watch the the speech heard around uh, the world or around the Internet, whatever you want to call it, uh, this morning. So. Uh, We're going to get into that, but first of all, we want to thank all of our listeners out there. We have eclipsed 800 total downloads across all platforms, and we are in states that I never imagined we'd even be in. So we want to thank all of our listeners out there, and uh, we love you, and we appreciate your support. So um, we are going to get right into this today. We have a jam-packed episode. I was just telling you before we started recording, Joe, I don't even know where to start with everything because... It seemed like when we recorded earlier in the week, it was kind of slow. But since then, it's like picked up in the hyperdrive. And we are going to get into uh, the speech that some of you may or may not have heard or saw clips of. But extremely weird. I, I mean, the propaganda machine is in full effect. Joe, I'll let you have it. Okay,
1: so we'll just play the first the first clip I gotta have here right right
0: now. And
2: may God protect all those who stand watch over our democracy. God bless you all. Democracy, thank you. Stand watch over our democracy. God bless you all. Democracy, thank you. God bless you all. Democracy, thank you. Democracy.
1: Thank you. I mean, we're not even going to get into we're we're not even going to focus for a minute on how he speaks and talks and maybe a dementia patient. We're we're going to focus on the actual speech, what was said, how it looked, the background, everything. But first, I have a tweet I want to read. This is from Defiant L's, and Defiant L's is an account on Twitter. It just does one simple thing: it posts tweets of what you said, maybe a year ago, or two years ago, or in your past, versus what you said now. And this is Joe Biden um, from, what is this, October 6th of 2020. The tweet is, unity over division. And this is Joe Biden's tweet from last night. Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are a threat to the very soul of this country. (laughs) (laughs) we're we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit of snippets from the speech you have to watch you have to go out you have to watch the speech for yourself you have to see it you have to watch it you have to actually see what we're talking about when we talk about the visualizations of it but to summarize what you heard last night the president accused half the country of being quote extremist according to joe biden you You citizens, you are the fascists, not the government. You, the citizens of the fascists. Uh, Keep in mind, these are the people that for the last two years, longer than that, but for sure you should have noticed the last two years, went on television every day and lied, lied to the American people. They're they're calling the United States citizens fascists now. Uh, Keep in mind, the government is in cahoots with Twitter and Facebook to take down the people that post stuff like the vaccines don't work, the war in Ukraine is bullshit, Hunter Biden laptop, Joe Biden didn't get 81 legitimate votes. (sighs) Mark, where am I going wrong from the start
0: here? Anywhere? There's so much to break down uh, with this speech. And if this speech was so important, so vital, why didn't the major networks even cover this, even air it? ABC ran Pressure Luck. CBS went with a Young Sheldon rerun. <laughs> Pressure Luck's a good show.
1: Honestly, I can watch Pressure yeah.
0: Luck. Is that, the, is that the No Whammy No Whammy show? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Loved watching uh, reruns of that show from like the 70s and 80s when I was a kid. So I need to get back into that. Uh, CBS went with a Young Sheldon rerun. NBC with a Law & Order replay. CNN and M- MSNBC carried the address as did News division streaming channels. But Fox News stuck with Tucker Carlson in his critique of the speech as that was happening. Uh, so
1: <laughs> I can tell you why. I can tell you why they didn't air the speech. They were paying attention the week leading up. And we have a few clips we can play right now. And they saw what was said by Biden, by the press secretary, by people talking heads that were going on and, and shilling for the administration, people in the administration going on CNN. Let, let's play one. Let's play, where's the video at right here, of things that were said in the days leading up to Biden's speech last night. The first one is a video of Joe Biden claiming you need an F-15 if you want to overthrow the government. Remember, though, at the same time, unarmed people also did January 6th and overthrow the government. But this is Joe Biden claiming you need an F-15 to overthrow the government here.
2: And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe. If you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use. That's
1: used- he he said
0: I'm not joking, too. He He's taunting all those <laughs> who support the Second Amendment and who own uh, guns in this country. That's what he's basically doing. You know, he's taunting everybody. But I want to go back to... Uh, this this speech and the, and the fact that none of the major re- networks carried it really on Thursday, White House press secretary Karine Jean Pierre told reporters that Biden's address is not a political speech. Would you
1: would you agree or disagree with that, Joe? It's a c- completely disagree because it is a political <laughs> speech because you're mentioning the other political party. It, <laughs> it was- this is simple. This is this is just simple math right here if that wasn't a political speech
0: nothing will ever be a political speech and the republicans um, have slotted what is being voted as a pre-battle so this this speech was you know it was so weird i mean the whole background the red and black the marines in the background and then and then she went on to tell reporters that many people are concerned about where our democracy is yeah people are concerned i would argue that Uh, that's across the board. And when we talk about extremism, we're talking about a very small piece component of the American public. We're talking about a very small component of MAGA Republicans in Congress. So if you, um, are, you know, support Donald Trump, then you are
1: an extremist. Well, real quick, let's, let's, it's not like she was just saying this yesterday in preparation for the speech. This is her on Wednesday at the press hearing. Uh, Oh yeah, talking
3: about who's a threat to our democracy.
1: Yeah, go ahead and pull this one up.
3: Extremist threat to our democracy. Democracy. Uh, the president has been clear as he can be on that particular uh, piece. When we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms, uh, the way that he sees as the MAGA Republicans, are the most energized part of the Republican Party. Uh, the, that extreme. This is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom.
1: And this is this is also coming from John Cooper on Twitter. And he says, and not five minutes later, Jean-Pierre says, without a hint of irony, violence or threats of violence have absolutely no place in our society. It doesn't matter which side of the aisle that you're sitting on. We need to denounce that. Does she not forget about the people that try to kill Judge Kavanaugh and all the other things we've seen from 2020 on? <laughs> <laughs> people, you forget, honestly, so much shit has happened. You forget about Chaz in in Seattle or Chop, whatever it was called, right? for 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 longer and and all this stuff that happened in twenty twenty, and all you all you remember that's beating your head is January sixth, which you don't even know the real story of what happened that day, right? <laughs> this is this is insane. Into- and then okay, here's here's another one. So who do you think they went after for violent rhetoric? Um, who do you think? Ronda Sanders. Ronda Sanders. So this is from Charlie Spearing. The White House expresses concern that Ronda Sanders called for Dr. Fauci to be physically assaulted when he said someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. <laughs> this is what they're, they're they're looking into. This is the stuff they're looking into. He did say that. Oh my god. What what is going on?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I think I think like you said, you know, Biden's approval ratings in the 30s. So that means most of America is not on board with with this with this administration. So that means are are they the extremists? Because that's by definition of what we were just we just were told. Then, you know, they're the ones that are extremists because most of this country doesn't, you know,
1: see eye to eye with them. And that's going to be our main defense point for, for this entire episode and going forward with this, because that's the easiest way to defend this, because that's 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 exactly right. They, they, they don't have 50 percent of the country behind him.
0: Right. And he I doesn't even saw, have a third, probably. Well, I just saw something that his approval rating was surging and it went up from like 34 to 40 percent.
1: But why was it surging? Because he's been on vacation and he's been yeah. out, like, OK, then he says stuff like this. This is on Tuesday, I believe, two days before the speech. So it's not like he just made the speech out of nowhere. He was warming it up. And this is him describing January 6th.
2: Imagine, Joe, if you turned on the television in Washington, D.C., and saw a mob of a 1,000 people storming down the hallways of the parliament, breaking down the doors, trying to overturn an outcome of election, and killing several police officers in the meantime. Imagine. Imagine what you'd think.
1: You'd have to imagine it because (laughs) it it didn't happen. So it has to be in your imagination. That's pure misinfo. There, No police were killed by Trump supporters that day. If anything, there are a few Trump supporters that were killed and they were both women, I believe. Uh, Okay, let's move on to our press secretary trying to define what an extremist is because we we have to get the definition somewhere here. So before we move on, we have to get the definition of what an extremist is.
3: So, and again, we see majority of Americans who disagree. And so when you are not with where majority of Americans are, then, you know, that is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking.
1: And like you said, Joe Biden, because he only has a 30% approval rating must have an extreme at this point because the dude was elected with 81 million votes let's play devil's advocate here at this point to go from 81 million to 30% approval the only way you do that was is with extremist extremist points of view am i, right. am I wrong in that, in that thinking no no you're pretty much you're pretty much correct and
0: I, I wanted to talk about some this one you know sentence that this the breakdown some of these quotes i mean we could break down the whole speech but Last night he said MAGA forces and and it was so weird because like Star Wars terms, he kept referring to MAGA last night and last night he said MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. Um, All right, let's break this down, Joe. What was that? (laughs) Backwards to an America where there's nowhere to choose. Let's think about who is forcing us to choose. Um, let's talk about vaccine mandates. If you didn't want to get the vaccine, then sometimes you know, depending on what your line of work is or what your situation is, you couldn't choose whether or not to get it. You had to get it. That's called a vaccine mandate. Mandate means you can't choose. All right? So let's talk about no right to privacy. Again, we could talk about the vaccine mandate.
1: Um, we could talk about
0: 80,000 new IRS agents.
1: 100 th- days of mask mandate the very beginning of his administration. He forced, mm-hmm. forced government buildings, forced it to happen. Right. Extremist. We could talk about uh, no right to
0: contraception. Yeah. As far as I know, there's no MAGA Republican saying birth control should be outlawed. No right to marry who you love, again. I don't hear anyone talking about this this topic on the right. You know, everyone's
1: Who, said, who is saying that? We we, <laughs> we literally just got done with the Pride Month. And then they... For, do you remember? We said this a few episodes ago. Monkeypox happened and they forgot about the gay community. They wanted to tiptoe around it and dance around the issue because of that. Yeah. He,
0: he, they're just making things up. We could talk about, uh, Joe, as far as this, this administration goes, um, you know, the right to... The right to free speech—you can't say what you want. You'll be censored. You'll be censored on Twitter. You'll be kicked off Twitter. You'll be—you'll be—you uh, know—you'll be censored on Facebook. So your posts aren't as engaging. You know, we had a straight-up admission this week that the FBI colluded with big tech, and we could also say that now we're seeing come out this administration also colluded with big tech to censor Americans, censor free speech. It's out there. There's no more denying it. So, this speech was last night. We'll just we like the word like to use the word dystopian, Orwellian, and it was. You have to watch
1: it if if you're listening. Really weird. You, you have to just the the coloring. Who designed every it, V for Vendetta? I saw that on Twitter too. I, I I've seen that movie like in the early 2000s. It's been a long, long, long time. I think I've seen it once, but supposedly it's 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 like V for Vendetta. Yeah. That administration, that speech at the end, oh man! Yeah, but the propaganda machine
0: is 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 in full in full swing here, Joe. They are capitalizing on any momentum they may have right now. I will admit, and we didn't talk about this, I'm a little worried about the general election in November. They seem to have a little bit of momentum on their side. The polls are starting to tighten up a little bit. You know, the House probably will still swing Republican, but maybe might not as much. The Senate is looking more and more, if you believe the polls, and and we've given, you know, reliable polling on this show, uh, that the Democrats may hang on to the Senate as well. So, you know, Republicans need to go on offense from now until the election. You know, I told you last episode, we were talking about where are all the Dr. Oz ads. And I told you, I was talking to a friend who's a local politico, and he said, it's really not after until Labor Day when, you know, you see things start to go in full swing. Well, sure enough, we have Labor Day coming up on Monday. We have the speech last night. Uh, the president will be in Pittsburgh for the Labor Day parade, so it's going to be an all-out sprint from now until Election Day, November, to see you know how this goes. So, what do you think?
1: Um, well, first of all, like I said, with, with Pennsylvania, you hold your vote and go and vote on Election Day. Don't do the mail-in ballot thing. It it, it makes it so easy for them to cheat, much easier. But what they are doing here, they are setting the narrative for if, for some reason, Democrats perform slightly better, whether it's due to cheating or, or just because they do than than anticipated, they're setting up the narrative for you're going to see riots by these MAGA Republicans. And just saying that's not what's that that's not what's going to happen. That might be what you see on TV, but that's not what's going to be really happening. It's just they're yeah. they setting the narrative for riots and violence leading up to and after the election and they're going to pin it on MAGA people and i'll play a video it sounds crazy but i'll play a video at the end of this this segment here and it'll tie it all together but that, that's that's what they're doing in my opinion they're, they're, this is this is a long game you still have almost three months of the election two and a half months of the election they are setting the narrative right now so
0: they are and they're going they're the ones on offense right now the democrats are they're the ones on offense you know, um, and and I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners didn't hear this speech from last night because, you know, the football games were on and whatever. But when you listen to this speech, if you do listen to it, I want you to listen to what he's saying. And he's right about a lot of things, but he's talking about himself in the Democratic Party. They're and I have the numbers really here, a lot too. These things.
1: What's that? I have I have the numbers, too. This is from Charlie Kirk on Twitter. I like Charlie Kirk. He's he's a nice follow on Twitter. But uh, remember this when it comes to election day with your vote. Mentions in Biden's speech. China, zero. Crime, zero. Inflation, zero. Fentanyl, zero. The border, where the fentanyl flows from, zero. Charlottesville, one. January 6th, two times. The insurrection was mentioned three times. Donald Trump, by name, mentioned three times. Extreme. Violence mentioned ten times, MAGA mentioned thirteen times, and Republicans mentioned sixteen times. were I for someone like...
0: for someone who said he was going to unite this country,
1: that was one of the most divisive speeches I have ever heard. I thought he was going to stay like then leave and let the storm break loose like Goebbels or something in World War II. Like, geez, that was a weird everything, everything about it. Let's play a little snippet from actually right now.
2: And now America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path.
1: Not in the light of truth, but the shadow of lies. Keep in mind that his administration, like I've said before, was in cahoots with Twitter and Facebook to ban people off social media, delete their accounts, take their posts off when they said that, hey, this virus might not came from a bat and a pangolin maybe it came from this giant lab that's next door or that the vaccines might not be 95 percent effective and maybe yep. you could still get covid or so many other things masks don't work the war in ukraine is bullshit joe biden maybe didn't get 81 million votes over and over again we could just continue to go but again it's the, the speech is weird there's marines it's almost like a star wars scene The marines standing behind him in the background with all red lights. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on to CNN. Apparently, edited the background of the speech and their coverage after. Um, and this is yes. from Mia Cathel on Twitter, and she says, "Watch the moment CNN slowly adjusts the camera settings when the blood red lighting behind Dark Brandon is looking a little too authoritarian." By the end. The stripes on the American flag are pinkish purple, and they are. I'm watching them turn now. I don't have the volume on, but
2: war, but mediation of our differences.
1: <laughs> they are turning Doctors
2: colors. survive. <laughs> and one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election: either they win or they were cheated, and that.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm watching them change colors in live time. That is that is crazy. So you got a background of the speech. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, this is a tweet from um, Ed O'Keefe from CBS News. Like or loathe what he said tonight, it should be noted. The president spoke tonight on the grounds of a national park flanked by United States Marines and took direct, specific aim at his predecessor and members of the Republican Party. Another thing we don't see every day. So let that sink
1: in. Again, you have to you have to see the the coloring, the, the redness. It what does it remind me of? Here, Jack Posobiec had where is he? Jack Posobiec had a funny. Let's see his tweet from it. For me, for me, the strangest part of Biden's speech was towards the end how when he started repeating Kalima, Kalima over and over again, which is from the temple, Indiana Jones the Temple of Doom. That that is actually the vibes that I get from that.
0: Yeah. It was um it was something else.
1: What else? So. Um, oh here. Here's what I thought of, honestly, as soon as I saw it. And this, this is a meme that I've seen over and over again. So maybe that's why I thought of it immediately. I thought of, it looks like the inside of Kramer's apartment in the Kenny Rogers Roasters episode. <laughs> <of> it. <laughs> Which it, it definitely does. You can picture <laughs> Jerry Jerry coming over all half asleep, boogers out of his eyes going, Kramer, what's going on in there? Okay, we're That's going. fantastic. It's a battle for the soul of our nation, Jerry. It's a battle for the soul of our nation.
0: That's fantastic. Oh,
1: oh God. Oh. It's it's like a Batman. Like honestly, the, the red throws it off. It, it was all dark. It would be a Batman movie scene. Yeah. Like Bane. Honestly, I get with with he needs to have a Bane mask on. He wants yep. to wear a mask. Let it be a yep. Bane mask.
0: But let's let's get to get really to the bottom of all this, show And what they're doing is. They are setting the stage for a Donald Trump indictment, if you ask me. This is what this is all about. You know, uh, we talked about, I sent you a Jack Posobiec tweet from the other day. He tweeted something like, feels like something big is coming soon. And whether it's Trump's indictment, whether it's something else, it could be some more UFO D class, who knows. But I, I truly feel, and like you've told me before, just get it over with and indict Trump. I mean, because this is what obviously they want and we're going to get into that you know when we talk about the fbi
1: i'm i'm still just perplexed over this background <laughs> i want to know who i want to know so much i want to know who they hired i, I want to know who thought this is a good idea this this to have it look like this and
2: to actually a, film
1: it. it actually this speech
0: was an insult to independence hall have you ever been there no,
1: but I I think I, that's a good that's a very good point because I, I actually wanted to say that too. Like this is where the Declaration of Independence was written inside, wasn't it?
0: Correct. I, I've been there. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You know, it's a it's a national park. Uh, you know, it's it's you know, if you like history, you got to get there. It's it's awesome. So
1: I, that, that just that disgusts me. Like I said, it's and I have this. I'm, the, it's where the declaration of independence was signed and now the biden administration is that's where they chose to, to have the speech why would you choose to have the speech there for a, a speech about the government going after your own citizens why would you do it the place where the declaration of independence was signed
0: <laughs> they that's are not
1: smart, that's not smart at all okay yeah everyone thought this was weird though this is not just dave portnoy who to to all of his, he tries to stay out of politics as much as he can. He's he's made some some comments that I don't agree with in the in the past, but whatever. I like Dave. He's a good guy. He did a lot of good things during the pandemic with his fund and everything. This is from Dave Portnoy. Every time I think Biden and, and crew can't be dumber, they outdo themselves. Seriously, who gives a speech warning people about how dangerous Republicans to de- are to democracy while having a background that looks like the Soviet Union and Hitler had a baby? <laughs> I mean, he's 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 not wrong. It's it's.
2: Was no, his...
1: that's hysterical. Okay. And then his other one is, it's just a picture of Biden, and it's not photoshopped at all. He said the fact that this isn't photoshopped is surreal. Maybe it's photoshopped that make it a little bit darker. I hope it is, or else this is like Revenge of the Sis kind of, kind of
0: like vibe. Oh, here. yeah. There have been so many memes about this picture so far I've seen on Truth and on Twitter. And I think there was some, like, he was trending, but it was not in a good way last night on
1: Twitter. The first time I was a little bit asleep when I, I, the first time I honestly thought it was just crime. And after what happened with Brian Robinson, I'm still just, just thinking that maybe (laughs) this is on my mind, but there was a siren every like minute going into the speech. There was a siren. I don't know if it was someone there trying to like mess with him. And then every couple minutes you could hear two chants. Someone was going, let's go Brandon or fuck Joe Biden or something, something like that. Every couple minutes. And it was like you could tell it was getting them a little bit, but like, are they are those people going to be arrested? Are those the dangerous people?
0: <laughs> Trending in political figures, Nazi Germany, and pure evil. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I, like I said, okay. Wild. Like, don't forget when when I said that they they are setting the narrative, they they faked hate crimes and blamed it on MAGA people before when they had nothing to do with it. In the in the media signed on and also ran with it. Do you not remember this? I'll refresh your memory. His name was Jesse Smollett. Here is a video from Dr. Um, Victor Davis Hansen. He's a historian, I believe, at the Hillsdale Institute. Um, And this is his take on it.
3: As I did with the Juicy Smollett case, that was another example that sort of, I mean, that was the, it wasn't that kind of the ultimate. Trajectory of identity politics because what you were saying what he was saying to America was I'm going to create the most unlikely impossible illogical scenario in the world and I'm going to make America believe it because they're so deranged that I can get away with it And so it wasn't just I'm African American but I'm going to be African American and gay I'm not just going to be African American gay I'm going to be African American and I'm going to hate Trump not going to be just african-american hate trump i'm going to be young and hip on empire i'm not just going to do all that but i'm going to be walking at 2 a.m and i'm not just going to be walking at two men i'm going to see two white guys who happen to be prowling around Liverpool, chicago not just two white guys are doing it they're going to have a maga hat on um, they're not just going to have a maga hat on Two white guys with a MAGA hat and liberal Chicago are going to say, we're going to prowl around because maybe Jesse Smollett, whom we immediately recognize and yell out as the enemy of Empire, because we always watch Empire. And, you know, Bob says to Fred, let's go out and look for Jesse Smollett-type people tonight. And by the way, let's take some lynch rope with us. And then Jesse's... And if that's not enough, let's get bleach that that freezes at five degrees and we'll throw it and and defy the laws of chemistry it won't freeze in our case and then not only will we do all that we'll beat him up and we're very big but jesse's juicy's very small but he's a better fighter and he's going to fight us off while he's got his sandwich in one hand and his cell phone in the other recording the whole thing that's what we were asked to believe and the nation did and so
1: and he's not wrong. And again, it happened with Bubba Watson a few a year later with the rope. And the FBI had to investigate that. How many agents did they send there? A lot. A lot. To find a, to find a noose that was actually a garage door pool. Yeah. To open, to open and close garage doors. This is where we are in the country, uh, in, our, in our country. Just just watch. Something like this is going to happen. It's, it's going to be an excuse to blame it on Republicans, specifically MAGA Republicans. Uh, okay, look at these. There's I, I should have found more of these amazing reactions of the Biden speech on Twitter, but this is the best one I could find. I'm going to read it. This is for Brandon Friedman. And let me see who he is, actually. He's former Obama guy. He's a columnist at the New York Daily News. So I'm going to read you this insane tweet. You don't get to attempt to overthrow a free, a free and fair election, storm the U.S. Capitol, threaten Second Amendment solutions at every turn follow a traitorous leader who's about to be charged with espionage, and then complain about us the U.S. military being used against you. What? Unreal. What? Thank you very much, sir, for that kind display of extremism. Remember, though, this is the same administration that, via drone strike, killed an innocent family, including nine of their children, when they were trying to escape Afghanistan, exactly one year ago. Has anyone condemned... Joe Biden's speech—that's that, on the left, or a Democrat, or just yeah. anyone on the news—if not, why, Mark? Well, we know why.
0: Um, because media in this administration are completely incestuous with one another.
1: The media at least didn't air it, so that's at least a step in the right direction. If that's you're surprising to put, me, look, I, I just talked.
0: I just told you that. that's that's really shocked me. But they're going to cover it for them whenever they can. I just don't know why they didn't air the speech. Maybe they. I don't know. It, that, that's that has me. I told you bit.
1: they saw the writing on the wall when he was going on saying, forget about forget about your AR-15s. I have F-15s.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, come on. Like you're, you're threatening your citizens. You're saying give up your guns. Basically, he, he's basically saying I can't go around the Second Amendment. Best you just give me your guns or because you can't fight eight or F-15s with AR-15s. Basically, <laughs> um, how about
0: the pedo Hitler was trending on Twitter last night? I was surprised that was allowed. Yeah, that
1: that that did not get censored, but we uh, mentioned this in episode one. I wonder if Elon Musk, his his attempt to buy the company and now that they're in litigation, how much that affects what they're able to do with Twitter as far as fudging the whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The AI or the whatever whatever causes it to trend. So <laughs> it's an interesting thought. But.
0: Very interesting. All right. Well, do you want to move on from, from the uh from the speech onto our next topic.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was, the background's just so red and so author. There's so many movies I, I want to just relate it to. We, we could do a whole hour on it, but yeah, let's move on. I guess we could spend a little bit on this FBI mar lago update of the, of the raid. So everyone's talking about the photo of the classified material on the floor. Uh, the news actually covered this. It's clearly a staged photo. Mark, please elaborate a little bit of the photo I'm talking about because clearly an FBI agent who needs to be identified questioned why he did it like this, then mocked for this sad attempt at this stage photo. Please go ahead and tell us about this because clearly this this was set up this way for headlines and for photo ops. He didn't have Donald Trump didn't have on his floor like this.
0: Uh, (laughs) This was clearly, you know, like you said, a um a photo op and this just broke within the last hour detailed inventory list of materials seized at fbi trump raid unsealed the majority of items appear to be unclassified government documents magazines newspapers books photos and press articles so there you have it I mean, most of, they said the majority of this stuff here, this is um, unclassified. Uh, We have a detailed property inventory pursuant to court's preliminary order. I'm not going to read through all of these uh, because this is a little bit lengthy, but there are items numbered one through 33. And, you know, for example, um, in box or item number 27, we'll just say box container from storage room. One magazine, newspaper, press article, and other printed media dated between seven twenty sixteen and nine twenty twenty, one One article of clothing, gift item, twenty three books, and fifty two U.S. government documents, photographs without classification markings. So that's just one example of, of what they detailed here in this inventory report.
1: So, I would still, I would still like to get someone with experience at a crime scene and ask them if, if you were to come across evidence like this of. of material that would you not take a picture of it as it is as it appears first before you touch it and then maybe take the picture of of it sprawled out on the floor i get that but why would you send that second picture to all the news agencies and a coordinated effort to spread spread a narrative if you're the fbi i can get i get why you would do it if you're cnn i get why you would do it if you're fox news if you're anyone if you're alex jones if you're steve bannon in the war room i get why you would do it there if we are the FBI, why are you doing it this way?
0: Because, like we said uh, about five minutes ago, they are setting the stage. They're preparing the narrative for a Trump indictment. I mean, that's the only reason. There's no other reason behind it.
1: What Whatever happened to the nuclear doc? I thought this was about, like, the nuclear documents and he had nuclear codes. And then it was, remember, they, they took his, they, first they didn't take, first Trump accused him of taking his passports. Then the media said, no, that's a lie. And then the FBI had to come out and admit, yeah, we actually did, but we think it was an accident. We're giving them back. We should have never took those. Dude, this is yep. getting weirder by the day. When the current president goes out and make a sp- makes a speech like he did last night, and then something like this happens where the former president is raided, and there's no reason given. And it's over right after a very charged election like like we just had. This is strange. Thank God all I will say is thank God it's someone like Joe Biden on the other side and not someone with an actual brain or or even even a workable body. Right. Yeah, so
0: this was this was like like we just said super weird that they would put this picture out and the only other reason I could imagine that they would do this is to set the stage for something coming. And I believe that the Steve Bannon trial was the test case, the test run, um, to get Trump uh, in front of a jury and to convict him for, I'm assuming obstruction, because I'm not really sure what else it would be. I'm not too familiar with with, you know, the laws when it comes to this, you know, this type of if thing. If you do presidents. all
1: this, all this over obstruction before midterm, I, I don't care that that's not going to be a good look for you. Yeah. I mean, what if they? I mean, what if they?
0: I mean, let's let's play the what if game. You know, we wore a game a lot. What if what if they convict him and sentence him to prison? I mean, let's just play that what if.
1: I honestly don't know what would happen there. I I yeah. I'd like I I'd like to think you would have some kind of appeal or something to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Just the perp walk
0: by itself. Don't say it won't happen. If people are listening because this is well within the realm of possibility. Anything is when it comes to. They were trying this since January
1: twentieth of two thousand seventeen.
0: Yeah, and when they lied about
1: the the the, from the from the big issue with the crowd size of the first inauguration, which I was there, I was at the first inauguration, and there were nothing, there weren't riots, but there there were people there that were all for violence and they weren't Trump supporters, and that was the biggest crowd of people that I've ever been in. I I mean, I don't know if it was bigger than Obama's or whatnot, but it was bigger than the media that on. Let's just say that we we couldn't move in them crowds. Yep. But uh, we could spend all day on, on this one too. Like I said, we we don't know where this is this is going to go. This um this Mar-a-Lago raid. It's just it's weird in in, in America where it's a banana republic where we're now we're now going after the former administration. And honestly, we really don't know why for for obstruction. Whenever the documents weren't even really classified, they were declassified. Yeah, it's just it this doesn't
0: make any sense at all, and. Not only the former administration, Joe, but also
1: the supporters.
0: Yeah, you the yeah, that, that,
1: that's a good supporters. point. They're going after the supporters too. Like, hey, if I guess that, that's like cutting off the, the head of the snake. If if Trump actually doesn't have his supporters backing him, then he's technically powerless. So telling his supporters, "Hey, if you continue to support this, you're you're going to be looked into and charged." And we have eighty-seven new thousand IRS agents. And we have the full weight of the FBI. You saw what we did for the people that literally just went and walked around inside the Capitol on January 6th. Some of them are thrown in jail for four years. What do you think is going to happen to you for your thoughts on Twitter and Facebook that we could see? Right. You got to start to wonder that. I mean, again, thank God it's Biden and not someone with a brain.
0: <laughs> yeah, completely. All right. Um, well, let's move on to our next topic, and that would be. Uh, Dr. Oz, the oh. Oz campaign, finally going on offense. And uh, he proposed a series of debates to John Fetterman. And this was amazing, what the, what the Oz campaign – they finally took the gloves off, basically. And let's see what we have here. Uh, you have an article from
1: the New York Times – just, just wanna, to be clear real quick, the gloves, the, the gloves aren't off, though, because the gloves are on. He's, not, he's fighting fair because the dude had a stroke and can't speak. The gloves are still on. There's nothing unfair about going after that.
0: Right. Uh, yes, you are correct, but he's not playing, you know, Mr. Nice Guy anymore. He's basically Thank attacking all. weaknesses and not just talking about himself. So go ahead, and I think you have a, a tweet from
1: the New York Times. Yeah. from Trip Gabriel from the New York Times. When Fetterman wasn't ready to debate after a stroke, Oz pounced. And that is that is the word, oh, of course, the, the Washington Post. Well, let me read the article now. I, I don't have any more free free reads. I thought I could sneak it up real quick. But that's what they're going with. That's the adjective they're using. It's now considered pouncing whenever whenever you call out the guy that, that can't speak. Can you, Grando, do you have it offhand Fetterman campaign, their actual excuse why he can't debate, it had to well, up with chaotic auditory environments. And do you have the paper? Well, there was a list of concessions that Oz
0: was 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 trying to make, um, from me um, basically having an earpiece in his ear, to having um, allowing him bathroom breaks, to um, giving him notes, and there was a couple other things there that the Fetterman, Fetterman campaign said it was insulting. Um, It says, yeah, Fetterman might need to have on standby In addition to permitting him bathroom breaks And allowing him to have all of his notes on hand Along with an earpiece to obtain answers from his staff So Oz said, you could have all this We just want to debate And Oz proposed five debates Um, So uh, Oz responded to Fetterman's decision Not to debate by calling Fetterman a liar A liberal and a coward So when will he debate? He won't ever say Not even in his latest whining statement so I'm not sure what the, what their excuses were, but other than that, Fetterman in his campaign called these listings insulting.
1: We are working to figure out what a fair debate would look like with the lingering impacts of the auditory processing in mind. Okay, okay, I gotta, I gotta play, I I, I gotta play a couple of videos here. This is this is him speaking. This is this is from I think on Wednesday. This is just John Fetterman unfiltered.
3: What is wrong with demanding for? An easy, safe kind of their income. A path to a safe place for them to win. Or, excuse me, to to work.
1: A safe place for them to win when he's talking about work. What the fuck, Mark? I I haven't heard
0: that audio clip yet, but, you know, it's obvious that why he doesn't want to debate Oz. I mean...
1: The, the, okay, the, the excuse they gave weren't the best. So he struggles with chaotic auditory environments. The fact that you're admitting this this guy who wears hoodies and looks awkward and is six foot fifty and has skinny legs and the fact you're admitting he's startled by large crowds is, is not the best term. Not the best term to describe it. Okay, what is he? A circus animal? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I picture King Kong strapped up at the end of the movie trying to break loose. And he just doesn't like the loud noises.
0: I think what they're doing here is, Joe, this is from the Washington Post. Fetterman campaign said stroke recovery factors into fall debate plans. So I think what they're going to do here is they're going to take a play uh, out of the Biden campaign playbook. Right. And I think what they're going to do is they're just going to hide him as much as possible. And I, I, I don't think they're ever going to debate, you know. He'll, he'll campaign here and there. And they're probably just going to sit on this lead. And that's it. And then whatever happens in November, maybe they think it's already good enough. Maybe
1: they think it's already in the bag. I mean, I, that's how I see this happening. Okay. Let, let's say let's say that they actually, for the devil's advocate, let's say that this is actually in reality kind of a close election race. Because there, there are people that, um, I'm, they're out there that are going to, no matter what, vote for Fetterman. Even if he gets worse, they're going to vote for him. And there's probably about close to a quarter of the nation or close to a quarter of the, the the state that's like that. What if this in actuality is like a close, close race. And for some reason, Oz in actuality is a maybe a little bit ahead, but they cheat and Fetterman wins. Is anyone really going to notice? No, I don't think. They're setting the narrative that, that he's up by so much already and they just hide him that no matter what, if he wins, there's not going to be any, any questioning it, I don't think there's not going to be people because it's Dr. Oz. If it was someone that was good and, and someone that you know was like Ron DeSantis or, or even like Doug Mastriano, that was uh, now granted, Dr. Oz is starting to punch back a little bit, maybe that'll get him some popularity. But I, I think no matter what, Feniman's going to take this freaking race, man. Let's, let's listen to him more. Hold on, this is this is another video. This is whenever he was on, I believe this was yesterday, they brought him on MSNBC and. This is him and his, his wife, a.k.a. his handlers, right next to him, sitting right next to him. You have to look at the background. He, of course, he's wearing a hoodie. He's, he's in a basement somewhere. It's a brick wall behind him. It looks like a shell-out World War II Nazi bunker. Not even, not even making this up. Let's just listen to him and his wife pinching him below where the camera is. is, is
3: People kept. need to understand what the, and, and be able to recognize uh, you know, making,
2: what things lives are, are really like. And we believe, and we know that we actually do. Can you hear it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, very important too. And you know, living in Western Pennsylvania, living across the street, actually, where we're having this interview right now, right across from
3: a steel mill. We have to understand that that we all can't work at Google, or we can't all be working at a hospital. We have to make sure that we are making more stuff here in Pennsylvania and in America. And we also have to make sure that we have to make sure that we address to an obscene. Uh, minute, minimum wage, and how can we now running for the Senate, and you own ten homes, and you are not unwilling to raise a minimum wage above seven dollars and twenty five dollars an hour? Um,
1: it, I'm gonna pause it. We're about ten seconds left. His wife is pinching him underneath the table or whatever's in front of them. She's pinching him and blinking her eyes. She knows she wants this to end.
2: We all know that Dr. Oz does live in New Jersey, but the simple is important too to recognize. How can you
1: understand? A life of a pennsylvania resident if you have nothing
3: to, to be able to serve one that has no clue on what life is like they're you know, living in here in pennsylvania
1: I, I honestly couldn't i mean he made a little bit better sense in that that video than the other one but i really couldn't tell you what he was honestly talking about aside from the fact that he thinks dr oz owns 10, ten homes and isn't from pa which is is an excellent point i mean he sounded better there at least he sounded a little bit more coherent. His, He's like a little hand puppet, though. His wife's right behind yeah. him, pinching him and and moving. It might be her, honestly. If he drops out, she can just step right in and replace him. I think.
0: He's not dropping out, but he she is everywhere with him. I mean, you don't see, you never see him by himself. She's always right next to him.
1: She's like his little Huma Albadine.
0: Yeah, she is. She is his handler, truly.
1: You have to. Well, I'm telling you, she's pinching him underneath. Whatever they're sitting in the background is hilarious. It's got like the little. Fetterman flag hanging yeah. behind them. It, it gives me, like, like the Fuhrer bunker vibes. Like, I, I feel like there's Russians shelling him outside mm-hmm. and, the, like, dust is falling from the ceiling. Yep. He's But he's across the street from a steelworker plant. <laughs> Mark, do you yeah. enjoy steelworkers?
0: <laughs> I, think, I think Oz is going to tighten this up. I think this is going to come down. I think this is going to be extremely close. Like, within one or two percentage points either way. So, we'll see.
1: Just don't riot if, if Oz loses. Stay in your homes. That's what they're looking Good. for. Don't well, I, riot at all this year. Do not riot. Talk I about it on Twitter. On talk about it on Facebook, as yeah. Luke Barber would say. Shout out, Luke Barber. Talk about it on Facebook.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, so, that's our update from Fetterman. Oz, uh, I have some new polling out of Georgia that I wanted to talk about. First of all, this was a – before we get into Georgia – Uh, This came out uh, two days ago. In general, this is from the Trafalgar Group. We always cite them, the most trusted uh, polling organization, we believe anyways. In general, for whom do you plan to vote in the upcoming 2022 congressional election? 47.2% of uh, respondents said a Republican candidate. 41.4% said a Democrat. 11.4% undecided. So that's good news for the Republicans. We just hope the undecided voters break uh, toward the red team in that. So let's talk about Georgia, the governor race. We have uh, one of our favorites, Stacey Abrams, <laughs> an <laughs> election, election denier. denier election, herself.
1: Yes. Got a, Stacey Abrams, election denier. You got a third in every. She time. might be
0: the number one election denier in the. She United was the States. original.
1: She was the original. One yes. of the
0: originals. She denied Donald Trump. Uh, back in 2016, if the election for governor were held today, for whom would you vote? 50.6 percent said Brian Kemp, the Republican. 44.2 percent said Stacey Abrams, with only three and a half percent undecided. So things are looking good in Georgia there for Brian Kemp. And then we have Georgia Senate. This is going to be close, folks. If the election for U.S. Senate were held today. For whom would you vote? This is a Massive, massive race. If Herschel Walker can pull this off, that means, you know, at least if Oz loses, you know, we're still even there. But Herschel Walker, 47.5% of the of the respondents said Herschel Walker. 46.7% said the incumbent, the Democrat Reverend Raphael Warnock. So less than a percentage point lead for Herschel Walker with 2.9% undecided so that is going to be uh an extremely close race so that is the latest polling from the trafalgar group we'll, we'll check back in next week uh with the latest polling there that they are putting out so um like i said I, i'm just i'm a little a little worried what's gonna happen in two months just a combination of things joe from the momentum the democrats are seeing you know they're capitalizing on some legislative wins and the fact that You know, we don't know what's going to happen with the election when it comes time for, you know, the mail-in voting, vote dumps at 3 a.m., you know, lack of uh, integrity in some of these states. So, I don't know.
1: They're going to throw throw so many things at us.
0: So many things. You would think, yeah, you would think, though, the Republicans are going to be ready for anything. Because I think they might have been caught off guard in 2020. Maybe. But I think this time around, there's no way they're going to let that happen.
1: And hold on to your vote. Vote on Election Day. Look at what happened in Arizona. Carrie Lake, she won. And they stood around for two days and they couldn't figure out if they should give. It was very weird if they should give her the win or not. And I think they figured out that, hey, too many people showed up on Election Day. We we can't fudge this. That's my opinion I don't know. I, just hold your vote until actually election day. Vote on election day. Don't do the mail-in voting. Don't do it.
0: Yeah, there's no need. So, all right, let's get into our last section here, quick hits. So, take it
1: away. Okay, first first topic, and we're going to move out of order. We're going to finish with the, with, with the new, our new segment, Tweets from Keith, is what we're going to finish on. So, we just have two quick hits in that. Um, apparently, though, we found out this week that horse paste works. So this is from a peer-reviewed study. Regular use of ivermectin as a prophylactic for COVID-19 led up to a 92% reduction in COVID-19 mortality rate in a dose-response manner. Results of a prospective observational study of a strictly controlled population of 88,012 subjects gave us this. You um, said I, 92% reduction. Yeah. I mean, this is wow. using it as a prophylactic, which if you remember from the early days of COVID, they, they said hydroxychloroquine too was this, but I think that they said hydroxychloroquine first was was a great prophylactic, meaning if you're going to be around people that might be sick and, and you're going to be uh, walking into like crowded uh, theaters or something like that, that might be a, a time when you would take hydroxychloroquine. I know people that travel to like third world countries and – for like malaria and like parasites and stuff like that they take hydroxychloroquine and they take ivermectin before they go and while they're there as a prophylactic and to help them fight off anything so this this makes this makes sense i mean there's so many studies out there i I just you get you get sick of it i just i'm sorry that this this throws a wrench in everything that we've been hearing so again it raises the question does ivermectin work The, the same concept is in the Paxlovid. It's just patented. Interesting. All right. Um, also, we saw a former Soviet prime minister. What's his first name, Mark? Mikhail Gorbachev. Okay. Um, he died. So famously, you, you, may, you may know the Reagan quote, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's who he was talking about. Um, you might not remember because that was when, back when walls actually worked. Today, walls are meaningless. They'd be nothing. That's why we don't need one on the southern border. But back whenever Germany was divided into east-west, walls worked very well to keep the citizens inside and outsiders from getting in, apparently. I thought our press secretary said the border is secure. It's totally secure. No questions. That'll be enough. Listen, I'm going to shuffle through my papers and just move on to someone else, like Karine Jean-Pierre. Um, but I just have it noted here. It was odd that he got no state funeral. Um, I thought he was rather well liked in, in in Russia, and he was one of the people that actually kind of—I don't know if he was responsible for bringing down the Soviet Union, but he was responsible. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but kind of, kind of fell on his watch. And then, last but certainly not least, our, and this, this this might be a whole new segment that we get into. This is an,
0: this is an entirely new segment. Tweets from
1: yeah. Keith. Tweets from Keith. Tweets from Keith. We're talking about Keith Olbermann. <laughs> This is from him on, I believe it was Wednesday. Hold on, Mark from the sound department. If you're hearing this, okay. So this is from our boy, our boy Keith here. Right now, Twitter, and and he has them all tagged. Right now, Twitter and Twitter Safety must permanently ban libs of TikTok after the slime behind it vows to continue its. What word is this? Some kind of terrorism against American hospitals. (laughs) Again, for you people that don't know, all limbs of TikTok does is take a video they see on TikTok and just repost it. And just they repost do it. Edited, they don't do any editing, nothing. They just repost the video. And Keith Olbermann has an issue with that. And they, they need to be banned for this. For reposting Twidios, videos, they need to be banned for some reason. And it's terrorism. Once again. Is he a real person? We have to figure this out. <laughs> he might
0: be some... AI-conceived,
1: just left-wing extremist. But- he doesn't rants from, from his high-rise, like literally from an ivory tower. Uh-huh. And he does it with, with Central Park in the background. Did you see the one I sent you with the spit hanging off his lip?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I think I may have. Oh. But, <laughs> I mean, you talk about censorship of, of, spe- of free speech and things like that. I mean, there's no one that wants to censor more speech than Keith Olbermann.
1: So this is the guy that was on ESPN that I used to love him, Stuart Scott. I used to love to watch Dan him. Patrick. Yes, do you remember what happened to him?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I used to love him too on Sports Center. He was the greatest, and then he just he was, I think, batshit
1: loony this entire time. We just why didn't did know he him. leave? Because ESPN turned like really pro Keith Olbermann. Like he would do great there today, I think. Now, oh yeah, he's he's
0: part of the woke the world culture for I, sure. I,
1: uh, did he leave before ESPN got super woke or no?
0: Uh, yeah, he did. He did. Okay.
1: Right, but,
0: first. um, with, we wrap up here. I just wanted to read some, we were just talking about before, uh, we could do an entire podcast on some of the things coming out of disclose.tv. So I just wanted to read a few things here that I saw over the past couple of days. And we'll start with a couple of days ago. Um, Eurozone inflation surges to record high, 9.1% in August. Uh, Next, China's coal-fired generation reached a record 120 billion kilowatts in August, China Energy announced. China plans up to 150 gigawatts of new coal-fired power capacity from 2022 to 2025 to satisfy record demand in the communist country. So what they're doing is they are giving a giant middle finger to climate change to everybody across the world that wants um, carbon emissions reduced. Uh, next, FDA has granted emergency use authorization for Pfizer's and Moderna's updated, quote unquote, booster mRNA injections. So they granted emergency authorization to get, if you want a new booster with the Omicron variant, Go get one.
1: What what happens to the old shots? They get just get thrown away. Eh, you probably don't even know which one you're getting. To be honest with you, I mean, how would you? How
0: well, do you know?
1: I don't know, but I wonder if they're, they're, they they got to be throwing the old shots away if they're not effective against Omicron. So that means we just wasted money. Someone wasted money on on those. But yeah. go on.
0: Biden administration has drained the U.S. strategic petroleum reserve to its lowest level since 1984. I'll let that sink in. FDA's CBER director hopes the updated booster injection will hold and not require lots of vaccines each year, quote unquote. Um, video of Biden saying F 15 viewed over 2 million times. Biden has faced a backlash after comments from his latest speech on guns went viral on social media. Uh, did you see this one? Ravil Maganov, chairman of Russia's biggest privately held oil producer, Luke Oil. Dies after, quote-unquote, falling from window in Moscow Hospital. Arrest Hillary Clinton now. And then, and then an update. Russian energy firm Lukoil said on Thursday its chairman had died following a, quote-unquote, serious illness. After Russian media reports, he died after falling out of a hospital window. Hmm.
1: That, that's a lot of weird deaths that happened like that. There was the other guy, too, that committed. Or no, he supposedly died of COVID-19 and was found in his house a week later. He had yeah. ties to Epstein and the Clintons.
0: Yeah. One of the most disturbing uh, headlines from Disclose, 21 million people in China's metropolis, Chengdu, which is in like South Central China, have been put on a draconian COVID lockdown. No one is allowed to leave their home anymore in the biggest lockdown since Shanghai. Think about that's that. That's insane. Think about that. I mean, that's a city.
1: And it's not like it's not like walking than... down in Beaver County. You're locking down in, in a city that's like New York City times two. New York City times two. Pro- probably bigger than that. We should probably look that up. Uh, 21 million? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah.
0: Poland's government has publicly demanded $1.3 trillion in reparations from Germany over World War II. Better late than never. Better late than never. Um, the real fascists. Yeah. We're not done yet. We're going to have to fork the bill for that. Yeah. Oh, probably. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson advises Britons to buy a new kettle and save 10 pounds a year on your electricity bill amid skyrocketing power prices. Britons just have to accept that we are facing a very tough winter, Johnson added later in a speech. Okay. Pope Francis declares mankind is experiencing the outbreak of World War III during an audience at the Vatican. Can't say he's wrong. British pound is crumbling against the U.S. dollar, moving closer toward parity week by week, and we've already seen that happen with the euro. So if you want to go to England, now's the time. You can get a good bang for your buck over there right now. Uh, Moscow will not supply oil to those who introduce a price cap on Russian oil, says Russia's deputy prime minister ahead of the G7 meeting. And still going here. Almost done. Scores of U.S. federal officials reportedly colluded with social media companies to censor free speech. Like we've been saying. Yep. And this one at state's uh, attorney general, I think that's Missouri. We have already received a number of documents that clearly prove that the federal government has an incestuous relationship with social media companies and clearly coordinate to censor freedom of speech, but we're not done. But you, the citizens are the fascists. Yep. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre from yesterday, I believe. When you are not what the majority of Americans are, then you know that is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking. Okay. So that means that considering what we said earlier in the show, that the majority of Americans don't approve of Joe Biden, that majority of Americans show an extreme way of thinking. Okay, got it. Um, Tweet of the day goes to Deutsche Welle for claiming many Germans have to get used to cold showers from today. Uh, It says Germany implements energy-saving regulations. Wow. We've been talking about, we've been saying this for weeks on this show, (laughs) we've been trying to sound the alarm here. Things are going to get ugly in Europe with energy protests are starting in germany with the um skyrocketing gas prices and energy prices and you're going to be seeing that we'll see if the media covers it uh and u.s unemployment right rate, rate rises to 3.7 percent in august german far left party uh die linke will take to the streets amid exploiting prices for electricity and gas again we talked about it they're up it's like they are just going through the roof over there um and finally, finally, Spotify accused of manipulating its main chart to keep Meghan Markle, the California-based royal, at the top. That's hmm. <laughs> all you need to know. So that is the news from around the world, and um, we love checking the headlines over at Disclose.
1: And uh, that's all I got, Joe. Back to you. Um, just in closing, before then, you could play us out, Grando, because we're I think we're over an hour. In 20 years, we've gone from. Do you remember the photo op of George Bush getting out of the F 15? He's flying it on, they they landed on an aircraft carrier. He gets out, waves. It's a great photo op. Project strength. Really feel patriotic. We've gone from, in 20 years, the president doing that to the president threatening the planes to be turned on the people. That's a good point. What's going on? It's a great point. What's happening? But that's where we're at in this country. I mean, I feel. I guess I'm an extremist. You're an extremist. The only question is how many of us are actually extremists? Are, are we the, the minority? Or are we the majority? So
0: Right. Well, uh, that's it. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, have a great Labor Day weekend. Enjoy uh, the holiday as we uh, say goodbye to summer. And uh, we will be back next week. Brand new episodes. Brand new content. College football underway. And... Uh, We will see everyone next week. Love you guys. See ya. Bye-bye.